Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Of course, you are tuning in during WDET's fall fundraiser, a very urgent fundraiser this year, trying to replace $250,000 that will disappear from the WDET budget on October 1st. That's how soon we have to figure out another way to support all the great programming that you hear and love here on WDET. So you want to go to WDET.org and either renew your support for the station, you can increase it if you want, uh, or if you never have supported us before, this is a great time to become a member. You know, I love all of the listeners here at WDET and on Detroit Today, but the people I love the most, I think, are the folks in that leadership circle, the people who are giving $100 or more a month. That is a real commitment to independent journalism, to WDET, to Detroit Today. Maybe we can get a couple this hour, a couple of folks to call up and join that leadership circle. So again, uh, WDET.org is where you do it, or call 1-800-959-9338. A little later in the show, we're going to continue our highlight of Different nonprofits, the value of nonprofits is one of the things that we're highlighting during our fundraiser. We're going to talk about the Detroit Journalism Cooperative, of which WDET is a part, along with several other independent uh, media sources around the region. We're going to have some folks in from that to talk about the work that they're doing right here in the city of Detroit. And we're going to want to hear from you, too, about how you think Detroit is doing. Do you think we're on the right path toward revitalization or or renewal or whatever word you're using for what is happening in the city right now? Or are you still concerned about what you see in the city of Detroit and think we ought to be maybe going in a different direction or embracing some other initiatives? Also, remember that, as always, if you can't listen to Detroit today right now, you're going to step away from the radio because you're headed into work or off to do something else. You can always go Find us on iTunes or wherever you download uh, podcasts. You can download and subscribe to Detroit Today, and you can listen to us whenever or wherever you like. Up first today, Detroit is one of many cities that is vying to become the home of Amazon's second North American headquarters. Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan has put billionaire Dan Gilbert in charge of luring the company to Detroit. Can the city's most vocal and wealthy cheerleaders make the case and convince Amazon to locate here. You can count me among one of the skeptics. What are the obstacles, though, to Detroit's bid? Where would something like that be built here? And did voters' decision in 2016 to reject a mass transit millage, did that doom us in our chances to become Amazon's second home and win $5 billion in new investment? Joining me now to talk about Amazon and the prospects of Amazon locating in uh, the city of Detroit or in our region is Ian Conyers. He is a Democratic state senator from Detroit, nephew of the great John Conyers, longtime congressman from here in Detroit. Ian, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning and thank you for having me. Yeah. So this is something that you're pretty interested in. You've written an op-ed uh, that, that talks about why you think we might have a challenge landing Amazon, but also I, I think it's fair to say takes a pretty optimistic look at where we are and says we're not that far away from being able to compete for stuff like this. Absolutely. Um, you know, when you look at the assets that we have as a region here in Detroit, in Metro Detroit, uh, it just 
really stands out that we've got a really good bid opportunity. Considering the hurdle of transportation, however, we've got to really dive deep into how we're going to bring one proposal to this organization. When you look at uh, our human capital, our people, our educational resources, as well as the pure real estate ability to assemble what's been asked in the RFP, I think we've got a great chance. Yeah. Uh, Let's, for a second, talk about things other than transit. Uh, Let's talk about the things that you think put us in a good position to attract someone like Amazon. Sure. Uh, Well, when you look at what we've got going downtown Detroit and around Metro Detroit, from a pure education standpoint, Amazon hires folks uh, in a particular capacity to do pretty technical work, engineers, folks who possess MPAs, uh, excuse me, MBAs, and are able to handle a technical environment like that. Recently, a study came out that the top recruiter of actual folks from the University of Michigan is Amazon. Uh, so these folks are coming from our community already. They're going mm-hmm. through our school systems, then going out uh, and prepared to do the work. So that's definitely a, a bonus, in my opinion. We're already we're already producing people who could work in places like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Secondly, when you look at uh, the the other side of work, not just that highly skilled, technical trained work of education, but the actual folks who would be boots on the ground creating. Uh, some of these new campuses and facilities, Detroit's got skin in the game on this already. We've been renewing ourselves. We've been uh, building new buildings and putting in new groundwork. And I think the pipeline of folks to be able to create such a campus, they're already here in Detroit. You know, what do we do? We make stuff. Right. Right. We have made stuff for several centuries, by the way. (laughs) Everyone thinks of us as making cars, but before cars, we made stoves. And before stoves, uh, we made furs. <laughs> I mean, that, that's sort of part of our DNA here in Southeast Michigan. Absolutely. I call it makers and masters. Yeah. You know, folks that are new to this making community, tinkerers, folks building the new products, and masters, folks who have been a part of it from the very beginning. Yeah. That, yeah. that Really, that knowledge base that's here, uh, you can't recreate it in terms of manufacturing and mobility uh, in, the, in the future. Yeah. So last week, the New York Times had a story about this competition, this nationwide competition to attract Amazon, and they they sort of went through the process of elimination uh, according to the things that Amazon said it wanted. Uh, Detroit didn't do so great in that competition. I think we made it to maybe the second round before falling out uh, behind cities like Denver, Chicago, Washington. And I think ultimately the Times said they thought Denver had the, had the best shot. Talk about that gap. Uh, even though we're doing well, even though we're moving in the right direction, it doesn't it seem like other cities are are further ahead than we are? Well, I'd say when you look at what was required in the RFP um, and what they're looking for in a community, we're right on par with many of these cities. We've got uh, the education infrastructure, the ability to attack, uh, attract and retain talent. We've got the ability to you know, put that amount of land together. But the real thing that we have, uh, I think, is this spirit of revitalization that's happening right now. Those cities are further along in the process. They mm-hmm. have an identity. They know uh, the major industries in town. What Amazon has an opportunity to do here, like no other city, is to really be a, a catalyst of change maker, to be a part of that, that history and that revitalization. Another thing that's important to remember uh, when we look at these major projects that come along, similar to an Olympic bid process, it's got to come from the people. And when we're out in the community, uh, you can hear an excitement about this. You can hear folks you know, learning more and more about what would happen. And the last thing you'd want to happen is to join a city that's that far along uh, as a major culture changer and have something like happened in Boston where they won the Olympic bid right. and the community didn't want it. So they actually voted a millage to 
to get rid of to it. To get rid of it. I, I don't think that happened here in Detroit. We're excited to have jobs and to have these opportunities coming back. Yeah. You know, one of the things I thought of as the mayor last week was talking about making a bid for this and he asked Dan Gilbert to go ahead and, and lead that effort. You know, we think of it as just Detroit competing for it. But one of the things I think might help us uh, or make us sort of uh, look more appealing to Amazon is if we did it between Detroit and Ann Arbor. I mean, if you think of that corridor, which is, I, I think, really underutilized and underdeveloped, that sort of connection between the two. We could build a train line maybe between the two, like a commuter train line, that would help. But But leveraging that activity and excitement that's going on in Ann Arbor where you've already got Google, where you've already got uh, M-City, this this really radical experiment in self-driving vehicles, uh, it, it makes us it makes us look even more appealing, I think. I, I agree. Uh, tapping into what's been going on in Ann Arbor and really across Southeast Michigan in the mobility space is key, in my opinion, to you know having an organization like Amazon take a look at what we've got. I read a statistic recently that said down in Southeast Michigan, we're doing more mobility and auto-focused coding, actually, than they're doing in Silicon Valley. So in terms of having that capacity, building up with our universities will be incredibly important. Yeah. Uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Ian Conyers. He's a Democratic state senator from here in Detroit. We're talking about Detroit's bid potential bid for Amazon's second North American headquarters at Detroit, competing with lots of other cities around the country to get $5 billion in new investment, something like 50,000 employees that Amazon would bring with it. What do you think of our chances in that contest? Do you think we are well-suited to attract somebody like Amazon to Detroit? Or do you think uh, we're pretty far away and would have to invest in a lot of other kinds of things than we have been investing in in order to be attractive? If you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will work your comments into the conversation. Josh on Facebook says, 0% chance of winning the bid without a decent mass transit system. Uh, That brings us back to the point where you started, Ian Conyers. Let's talk about mass transit and how how far we are now from being where Amazon or anybody else might want us to be uh, with regard to that kind of infrastructure. But then the things that, that we need to do, what are the things we're not doing doing right? Well, you know, looking at our really disconnected transit system is a major issue. We've got to step up our investment in public infrastructure to be able to get not only people around our district, but, uh, you know, products and services. If you look at what Amazon's building right now, they're removing these silos uh, of moving things around, their purchase of Whole Foods. That's moving products and services. What we need to do specifically is to, you know, come together. You had the regional transit authority uh, and the millage not passed in 2016. I think when you look at that more thoroughly, maybe wrong time to place something like that on it. Uh, But specifically, we've got to come together with a plan. Uh, The upside of this, of not having legacy infrastructure, is that uh, the space we're in is is changing very rapidly. If Mm -hmm. you look at your Lyfts, your Ubers, your May Mobilities, uh, moving folks around, I think not having something set in place may end up being an opportunity uh, for a major service provider like Amazon 
uh, along with residents to set what they want and what they need. So in other words, uh, Amazon might say, I'll come to Detroit, but let's work together on building the kind of mass transit that we need once we add 50,000 people to uh, to your population. Absolutely. Uh, connecting the current systems that are not integrated has to be a, a regional thing to come together. Um, but then when you look at a city like New York or other areas that have legacy transportation, currently they have incredible costs mm-hmm. to try mm-hmm. to pay for those legacy updates Sure, it's powered them through the last 50 years, but I think Detroit's got the opportunity with not having that to really come together for an integrated system of the future. Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page uh, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll, we'll work you into the conversation. Mike on Twitter says, pretty low chance to win, unfortunately. Detroit has the land, the freeway infrastructure, access to an international border, but missing one thing. Mass transit. There we are. Another uh, listener thinking thinking about our our shortcomings when it comes to mass transit. Let's go to Mike in Farmington. Mike, welcome to Detroit today. Hey guys, hey, uh, great show. Right, go ahead. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, I just uh, I, I I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, Amazon does have a an office downtown right now in West Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, Amazon reseller. It is a uh, an engineering uh, center. Um, I made it to the final interview, which I'll be taking next month. Um, oh wow! But, Congrats! Yeah. So, thank you. Um, I have worked with several of the people that are working there right now, um, and uh, I'm not really sure exactly what's going to happen as far as the headquarters. I haven't heard anything one way or another, but I'm. You know, Jeff Bezos has uh, been pretty uh, impressed with uh, the current, you know, the office as it is right now and their, what they've done. And I think it's going to grow uh, regardless of what happens with uh, the headquarters coming to Detroit or not. Yeah, so. yeah uh, Mike, uh, first of all, good luck in that uh, in that job process. What, what, what kind of job uh, was it, is it that you're that you're applying for? You still there? You still with us, Mike? Yeah. Go ahead. So it's pretty intense. Uh, I'm right. sorry, we didn't we didn't hear what what you said there. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a uh, software development engineer position. Okay. Yeah. So this is one of the the sort of high ed uh, jobs that, that that Amazon has here. And again, good luck uh, with that. But but I think part of the point he's making is that there is already interest from companies like Amazon. You got Google in Ann Arbor. Um, you know, th- this region is is close to, to 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 getting more from those kind of companies. I think it's an incredible opportunity um, for us to really become the valley that we've always been. A while ago, uh, Andreessen from Andreessen Horowitz in, the, in Silicon Valley wrote, "Areas need to look to become a valley of things." Mm-hmm. And this transportation obstacle we have right now presents an opportunity to be really what we've always been—a uh, mobility valley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, again, thanks very much for the call. Let's go to Pete in Detroit. Pete, welcome to Detroit today. Hi. Hey. I was uh, thinking about the Michigan State Fairgrounds location at 8 Mile and Woodward. Uh I think that's enough space. It's centrally located. And there are railroad lines that used to have uh, commuter rail, and it currently has the Amtrak line. I think that would be a good location at 8 Mile and Woodward. Any thoughts? Yeah, no, it's uh, that's an interesting idea. I think 
uh, there are a bunch of people who already have designs on that <laughs> on that land for other stuff. But uh, but Amazon would probably bigfoot them out of the way. It's not just the fairgrounds. We have a number of different places where we're not utilizing the land in the way that we could that are sort of primed for something this size. Absolutely. That area uh, right there at the old state fairgrounds, which actually uh, resides in the in the center of our Senate district, is just wonderful. There's so many opportunities there. It's really a greeting and a gathering space at the beginning of Detroit. And if utilized the right way, I think you're right on in terms of uh, it being able to be a, a transit center, also a commerce center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pete, thanks very much for the call. Let's go to Tom in Northwest Detroit. Tom, yeah, good morning to yeah. both of you. Go ahead. Good morning. You know, the way I look at it, Detroit is a victim of what made it once famous, and that was the automobile industry. And here now we have a chance to kind of switch a gear to go to this you know, information technology age, and I look at it this way. If I'm standing on nothing, and, you know, you got Amazon that I want to try, and if I don't come off the sideline and, you know, make an effort to put in a, 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 you know, refer to the RFP, you know, I'm going to be left out in the cold. So, I mean, you know, I wish uh, Mr. Gilbert, and I think his name, I can't remember the other guy's name that he's teaming up with <laughs> to, you know, put Detroit's best foot forward. I wish them all the best in the world in terms of, you know, bringing Amazon here to, and then to, you know, and look at all the universities we have around us. So we have a concentration of brain power, you know, uh, to fill those jobs of the 21st century. And I wish Mr. Gilbert, and like I said, the other guy, I don't want to try and even guess the name of Diesel or Diesel, right. whatever it was. I wish them all the best in terms of bringing home, not bacon, but state yeah. to the city. <laughs> Tom, thanks, thanks very all much right. for, the, for the call. You know, uh, Ian, one thing I, I think these kinds of challenges offer to a city like Detroit is it, it's sort of a chance for self-assessment, right? It's a chance to look at, okay, well, Maybe we don't maybe we don't quite measure up at this point for this thing, but here are the things that we could do in the next five years, in the next ten years, to put ourselves in a in a better position. And you know, if that comes out of this, I would say it's a win all on its own. Absolutely. Um, you know, looking at how far we've come, uh, this is really a, a watermark test to see what we've done uh, over the last really ten years. Uh, Specifically in terms of you know, workforce development, training opportunities, human capital, how have we done in making sure that folks from Detroit uh, and really Metro Detroit uh, are able to get this type of jobs? Yeah, yeah. Let's go to James in Detroit. James, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, good morning. Hey, how are you? All right. Um, my comment is that I think we really need to work with um, as a region and include Windsor in that region. Um, we have Toledo. Uh, Windsor, um, Ann Arbor, <clears throat> include all those areas in in the marketing this great area, and also look for um, I think um, the boulevard where General Motors used to be east mm-hmm. of the boulevard. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah, uh, James. That's a that's a really interesting point. I you know uh, we almost never think of Windsor as uh, an economic development partner the way we think of other places on this side of the border, but, you know, it's closer, frankly, than Ann Arbor, and it has its own has its own assets. 
James, you know, it's funny you would mention Ohio. So I sit on the Transportation Committee, and last week we had a joint meeting of the House and the Senate, and we were talking about the future of automotives and mobility. And specifically to that, uh, we were talking about competition uh, between the states. And one of the things I've learned since being in the state Senate is just how loosely federated some of our our United States are. There's a lot of competition (laughs) to bring jobs. uh, And one of the benefits that Ohio claims is how close it is to a talented automotive workforce. Is that right? They're talking about Detroit. <laughs> yeah, right. Other places are actually, you know, claiming Michigan jobs uh, because they can. But in terms <laughs> of the international aspects, it's very exciting uh, to see how we can create those types of collaborations and partnerships uh, with a focus on Michigan first, though. We want those jobs here. Yeah. Uh, Ian Conyers, Democratic State Senator from Detroit. I want to thank you for being here. But before I let you go, I want to get a quick uh, reaction from you to the discussion in Lansing over insurance, which I think is going to be the biggest topic we'll deal with this fall. Are we going to get a bill? Is it going to be a bill that helps Detroiters and people around the state with these uh, outrageous uh, premiums? I'd hope so. Uh, I think we're starting to see it's not just a Detroit issue. Sure. These types of uh, you know high rates are beginning to creep across the state. It's going from being a cottage industry into really a high force uh the amount of incidents aren't going up. It's just that this second industry that's allowed under the current law is happening. Uh, for, for me and for my district and the community, it's the urgency of now. Folks need a lower rate. They've got to get to work, and they're asking us to get something done. So I'd hope we get it done. Yeah. Uh, Senate Majority Leader says if there's anything with mandatory premium reductions, it is, quote, dead uh, when it arrives in the Senate. It's a pretty harsh stance to take. I, I, I don't for a second take him seriously at that, but – it does seem like that's going to be the sticking point, right? Uh, how do we how do we get the rates lower? Do we do we force that, or do we th- change the rules in a way so that insurance companies feel like they can charge lower lower premiums without without the risk? I'd hope that's a case of start at no and work me back. Uh, <laughs> in particular, uh, I think those rollbacks are important for folks to know that the insurance companies are actually taking this seriously in the amount of time to implement it is going to allow a market adjustment for them. Uh, and I think they've had so long to really have a one-of-a-kind deal in the state of Michigan, it's time that the insurance industries do actually step up and, and have the capacity to do that. So again, hope it started no, work me back yeah. so we can get something for the community. Okay, Ian Conyers, Democratic State Senator from Detroit. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. All right, up next, we're going to talk about how the city of Detroit is doing with the Detroit Journalism Cooperative. Stay with us on Detroit Today.